When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. One week of free agency is in the books. The Steelers have made moves. How does this affect them in 2023? How does this affect the guys that the Steelers lost? And how does this affect the Steelers' philosophy in the 2023 NFL Draft? All that and more today on the Steelers Fix. Welcome in in Andrew Wilbar along with the legendary Jeremy Betts. We are here coming from the Steel Curtain Network, the all-new Steel Curtain Network, Brought to you by the Fans First Sports Network for the fans, by the fans. And as always, you can check out both Jeremy and I on the editorial side, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Jeremy, I'll bring you in. How's it going tonight? It's going pretty good, man. I'm excited to talk about these acquisitions. And um, with the fact that we're recording a couple days before this will come out, well, really just a day before, I guess, um, if you... calculate the time but uh you know we're maybe we've got some more that we'll be talking about in a future episode as well but um thanks for joining us listener on what should be a fun episode talking about these guys that uh, the Steelers have brought into the fold to hopefully uh take them to the next level in 2023 I think one word that would describe the Steelers free agency thus far the best would be surprising yeah not necessarily because of a bunch of splashy moves top of the market guys that were brought in but just the philosophy overall and we're going to get into that as we go along talking about who the Steelers lost in free agency who the Steelers cut and who all is coming back as well as grading all of the new acquisitions 
We'll get into that later in the show. But for those that are listening, we are recording this on Sunday night. So if there were any moves that happened on Monday, Jeremy and I were talking before with the news just broke before we were recorded that Chauncey Gardner Johnson is signing with the Detroit Lions. He was, of course, the top safety on the market. Could this mean that a Terrell Edmonds deal gets done within the next day or two? Mm. Absolutely possible. But make sure you stay tuned to Behind the Steel Curtain for that. We'll have breaking news podcast if that happens. Dave Schofield and Jeff Hartman always do a great job breaking that news right on the spot. So, Jeremy, free agent losses. There's still (laughs) a lot of guys the Steelers have of 2022 that are still on the open market. Maybe some of them trickle their way back in as the process unfolds. But as of right now, the Steelers have lost one corner and three middle linebackers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you expect the Steelers? I mean, a lot of people no. expected Devin Bush to be gone. The majority of people knew it was going to happen. Right. I'd say it was probably about split 50-50 is the amount of people who thought Robert Spillane was going to return or whether he was going to leave. He got a nice deal. Best wishes to him in Las Vegas. Right. Uh, and Miles Jack, I'd say maybe 20% of fans thought that was a possibility he'd get cut very uncharacteristic of the Steelers to make such a move you know as us fans it's easy to look at you know the eight million dollars you know base you know once you count in displacements you know roughly seven million dollars of cap savings and really he was not worth that much on the team last year right based on his performance so Jeremy how do you feel about this a full turnover in the middle linebacker room this is very uncharacteristic of the Steelers but again new regime in the front office what could this mean moving forward yeah, the revolving door at linebacker since the Shazier injury is maybe an, an under-talked-about story for the Steelers. Uh, I think most people thought, oh, we got Devin Bush. That's the the end of that revolving door. We've got our guy now. And then, you know, really up until the injury, I was fully on board with that. I was like, yeah, this is this is our next guy. Uh, I think we've got a, a future pro bowler, future potential all-pro here at linebacker. And it's good to go. Well, it didn't work out that way. He's gone. Miles Jack, um, to me, that was a surprise cut because they lost Spillane. Um, Because I thought the Steelers would bring back Spillane on a team-friendly deal, that he would be their third linebacker, and that they would probably try to attack um, and find somebody to pair with Jack and Spillane as kind of the the second guy going into the season, and then you've got a draft pick potentially coming in as well. The Steelers said, forget all that. <laughs> We're just going to reset here completely. And losing Spillane was the big one for me because not that he's like an indispensable player, but it was it was just so unexpected. And then the the domino effect of that, bringing in the, the two new guys and then saying, you know what, we've got, we've got a couple similar players to Miles Jack here that uh, we're getting a little cheaper now. Uh, maybe we don't need him anymore. Let's go ahead and cut our cut bait. And uh, doing so helps them uh, with the cap, like you mentioned. And I just think it, overall it's the better move here, despite you know higher hopes for Miles Jack coming into Pittsburgh that he could kind of resurrect his career a little bit. That revolving door at linebacker stays open another season. Let's see what the Steelers do in the draft to address it. But yeah, you got to think, you know, uh, maybe a, a, a switch in defensive philosophy, maybe a, some more sub package football uh, this, this coming year, we're going to see the, the um, heads at work 
you know, uh, trying to devise game plans for for this uh, group of linebackers this year. I think you're going to see a lot of three safety packages you were talking about just a minute ago where you're going to see a lot of KZ moving all over the yes. field, probably moving some into the nickel if the Steelers don't address nickel corner in the draft. And then you also have Terrell Edmonds who may be coming down to the box a little bit more often if you have both KZ and Minka who can roam over the top. We'll see what happens in the draft. Steelers have a lot of different ways they could still go. But I, I will... think I was going to say, man, it's you got to sign Edmonds at this point, don't you? Yes, with the moves absolutely. that they've made, with the moves that they made at linebacker, you're not getting more athletic there. Right. You're getting thumpers, probably. Maybe a guy in, uh, that we'll talk about in a little bit in Holcomb that can hopefully um, provide somewhat of your uh, your single linebacker coverage type situation. But uh, to me, it's absolutely imperative that you bring back Edmonds at this point. Um, it's the the defense in the back end is not going to look right without him back there at this point. Absolutely. And it, it, who's going to cover these tight ends? Cole Holcomb gave yeah. up almost a hundred passer rating uh, thus far Ooh. into his career in coverage. Uh, and a lot of that has come against tight ends. Now, granted, he had some pretty good tight ends within his division that he was going against guys like Dallas Goddard, Dalton Schultz. And there were, there were some respectable tight ends, but at the end of the day, he has not been able to cut it against some of the league's top pass catching weapons on the inside. Right. Looking at it, having a couple days to process everything, I think the biggest thing, you know, it, Cameron Sutton was a little bit of a surprise, but overall, right. everything that we talked about just a couple weeks ago from the scouting combine, rumors that I had heard, for the most part, they seem to have been reliable, those sources, right. because it seems as if the Steelers probably tried to bring in Cameron Sutton for roughly the price that they brought in Patrick Peterson for, and yep. he just didn't want to go for that amount of money. I thought the Steelers would, you know, pay him whatever market, you know, was for him, but ultimately the Lions paid more. But everything else so far, there was a report just came out yesterday. The Steelers, again, this came out over the weekend. Steelers are interested in bringing back Bud Dupree, assuming that he is healthy. That looks like the Steelers are definitely interested. The right. one of the other things, bringing in a depth lineman, Nate Herbig, bringing in someone <laughs> with ties to the Philadelphia Eagles. We've seen that with both Herbeg and Ciamalo. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you could even consider Holcomb, considering the fact that he was within the division, obviously Eagles having to play against him twice a year. Uh, this The philosophy is definitely changing. But is there anything else you have to add to the Steelers' losses thus far before we move on? I think you're absolutely right that the Steelers thought they had Sutton probably, at, and they pivoted pretty quickly once they lost him, you know. Um so we'll get to the uh, P2 signing in a minute, and we'll talk about that because we have a little bit differing views on it. But um, to me, losing Cameron Sutton was huge. And it's going to, like I said, Edmonds coming back now is imperative uh, because what the Steelers have to do now on defense, they've locked themselves into something here um, schematically, I think, with, with the guys that they've brought back in. And, considering the guys that they've lost. So you're going to have to really, you know, we're going to have to see how that plays out. Now I say all that kind of from a negative viewpoint, but I want to swing it back around a little bit. I trust Terrell Austin. I trust Mike Tomlin. I trust this crew on defense for sure to get these guys ready to play and to have a winning scheme in place. And you are counting on that front seven 
um, especially the edge rushers to really wreak havoc. And you still got Minka Fitzpatrick and you still got Cam Hayward. So I'm not trying to say the sky's falling here and that the Steelers can't do what they, they want to do. I trust the, the Steelers brass on the defensive side of the football to get it done and to be competitive in 2023. But it is a pivot in my opinion, from what we saw in 2022. One way or the other, refreshing nonetheless to see that the Steelers are trying something different instead of the same old, same old that hasn't gotten the Steelers in one spot or another, only time will tell, as to whether it actually helps the Steelers improve upon a couple middling seasons that they have now had strung together. Let's talk about the two guys that are coming back real quick, Jeremy. Larry yeah. Ogunjobi and DeMonte KZ. Ogunjobi yes. went for a little bit more than I think we expected, but at the end of the day, a guy who had a really good season, went healthy this past year, and a guy who seemed to just really fit with this unit. Yeah, they're paying him like $1.5 million more a year over the next three years. 9.5, I think, is the average uh, annual value for this contract. Um, and they paid him one year, $8 million to come in. I think you kind of had to bring him back at this point because um, you're looking at a, a defensive line group that was kind of picked through early uh, in free agency. The Steelers missed out if they were trying to on some of the guys that we've talked about. Um, Dalvin Tomlinson. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the other guy that uh, Maurice Hurst, I think that the, the Browns got both of those guys and I had both of those guys on my radar for the Steelers. So, you know, the, the, the pickings were slim to start with, and then they they really got picked through quickly, kind of like inside linebacker, I thought, as well. Um, got picked through really quick. But you kind of had to bring him back, and I don't I don't hate it. Uh, I gave that a B-plus, actually, because he knows the defense. As much continuity as you can have now with some of the turnover that you've had here uh, is fantastic, and I think he played against uh, the pass very well. And I think he improved against the run as the year went along and as he got more comfortable working beside Cam Hayward. And um, when DeMarvin Leal came back and was able to split out on the edge and kind of take some of those uh, reps on the uh, like the uh, four technique, the, the three technique from Larry O, it, it helped him out a little bit. So I like the signing a lot, bringing him back. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. B plus, I think, is the perfect grade. A little bit more than what you want to pay. But at this point, you know, what else are you going to do? Replace the entire defensive line in the draft? I mean, this is a good signing for the Steelers. And considering it's long term, you know, we'll see. It's ultimately going to depend on Ogunjobi's health because when he is healthy, he is a baller. It just depends on how available is he going to be for the Steelers. But Demonte KZ is another one. And, you know, Jeremy, I... I wasn't, I'm not the biggest KZ fan in the world, but just based upon the fact that he's the Steelers liked him enough to see pretty much nothing from him this past season, but yeah. bringing him back on not just a one year deal, but a two year deal shows me that Terrell Austin has something in up his sleeve for this utility piece in his secondary. Of course, Austin, fantastic in the secondary. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to be generous and give it an A minus. I was thinking B plus, A minus only because I don't love the player. I like the player. Uh, but I think that Terrell Austin is going to do something special with KZ this year. What about yeah. you? Uh, I give him an A for this signing uh, or re-signing because you saw it come together at the end of the year with him. And I'm telling you what, Andrew, the Steelers better lead the league in in uh, takeaways on the uh, interceptions on the defensive side of the ball because that is all they spent money on in this yeah. offseason so far. And, uh, you know, hopefully – 
by the time this airs, hopefully uh, Edmonds is back in the fold, and you know that's a little different kind of move. He's he's not a ball hawk type player, but you've got some guys here now that can take the ball away, um, and Demonte KZ fits with Minka. I think if you probably asked Minka, he he probably really wanted KZ back in because it allows Minka to play that robber role more. Uh, he can come up in the slot even a little bit more just be around the football. So it gives the Steelers a lot of flexibility like you're talking about. So you go A minus, I go A just because I, I like the player a little bit more. I th- I've liked him since he came out of college. Um, kind of a a missile on the back end with some ball skills. And I I've, I don't know, Crazy KZ back in the fold. I like it. <laughs> I like that nickname, Crazy KZ. There we go. We should get that Moving from A nickname to A mullet. Uh, Cole Holcomb, this yeah. is the first uh, grading the acquisition, uh, an, an actual acquisition. Uh, Cole Holcomb, formerly of the Washington one-point Redskins, then Commanders, now football uh, one the football team, now Commanders. Right, there you uh, go. You'll get it. <laughs> yeah, very interesting prospect. I yeah. was, before we go on, there was someone who put out a tweet. I think it was either Mark Cabali or Jerry Dulick. I want to say it was Cabali was putting out a list of the Steelers free agent signings at linebacker. And it almost sounded as if it was trying to make it out to be a good thing and was talking about how like the Steelers uh, always have the prototypical size for their uh, yeah. linebackers, roughly in that six, one range, you know, 235, 240 pounds, you know, that's what it is. Joe and he Schubert. goes down the list of, you know, the, and so the Steelers got the guy, you know, that fits what they want to do. And then it shows the list. Of John Bostick, yeah, Mark Barron, um, Miles Jack, um, Joe Schobert, other? right? Joe Schobert, yeah. And there was, I think, there was Avery Williamson. Avery, it's Williamson. like, you really want to turn this into a good thing? Why did you just list all those names on there? Yeah. Hopefully, Cole Holcomb does not follow suit because if he does, this is an awful free agent sign, and we're both yeah. giving it an F at this point next year, <laughs> right? But as of right now, Jeremy, what grade do you give this move? I give it a B because of the need, obviously. And then I do like the player. I think he's a good player. Um, I got to watch a little bit of, of film on him and um, he flows to the ball really well. You know, we can just call him uh flow Holcomb, you know, because of the, the mullet and everything. He flows to the ball really well. He gets there. Um, you and I both agree. He struggles in coverage. Um, and should he though, you know, that's kind of my question. Could it be scheme? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. You know, maybe the Steelers think that, hey, our coaching staff is better. We'll get him more prepared. But every Steelers fans, uh, part of their wish list, can this guy wear the green dot? Yes, he can. He can call your defense, and he will. And, uh, you know, if he comes in first couple weeks of training camp and he's blowing people up and backs on backers and he's – uh, you know, riding high in, in some of the, the drills and everything like that and uh, playing good in the preseason. I think he can endear himself very quickly to Steeler Nation. He kind of feels like, obviously, you're, you're number one inside linebacker going into 2023, but he feels like the guy that's going to get the call to stay in in sub-package football where they only have maybe one linebacker on the field as well. He'll kind of handle, hopefully, that Spillane role that we saw really carved out for him to to the chagrin of many in Steelers nation maybe Colt Holcomb can do it a little bit better I think fans are going to be more infatuated than anything about this free agency about the hair 
Yeah, it's amazing. Fans are gonna love the mullet. Fans are gonna love Samalos, Troy Palomalu almost tight. Oh yeah. Hair. I mean, it's gonna bring back the Troy vibes, except in a totally saw, different way. You're gonna see the I same saw, nasty though. Yeah, I saw a tweet where uh Isaac Siumalo, I cannot say that name for some reason. Isaac Siumalo uh looks like a cross between Cam Hayward and Troy Palomalu. <laughs> and it makes sense. You can you can look at yep. it and, and see it. So He's a big dude, and he's going to play. We'll get to him in a little bit. Yeah. Holcomb, I'm going to give it the same grade you did, honestly. So far, I, I pretty much agree with what you're saying with Holcomb. The biggest thing is that he can communicate, and he can yes. run a defense. That's the biggest thing. We'll see. I think this is a good test for Adam Curry, new linebackers coach, see what he can do. Um, I was not a fan of Olsovsky. Um, Obviously, I love Flores. was hoping that he would stay around for one more year. Uh, so at the very minimum, the Steelers could at least get some compensation for losing him. But right. uh, absolutely, this is a great signing. Um. Let me say this last thing about Holcomb, too, yeah. is he played in a good defense in yeah. Washington. So he knows what it's like to be surrounded by other talent. I think he, you know, or more talented guys as well. I think that that's going to play in. He's going to slide in smoothly into Pittsburgh as far as yeah. schematics and play style goes, really. I believe that. Right. Yeah. Hey. Ultimately, it's it's going to come down to whether he can improve or not in coverage. You, you might bring up a good point because that defensive line in Washington is pretty good with Chase Young, yeah. Deron Payne, and Montez Sweat, and yeah. all that. You know, that's a really good defensive line to play in front of. So he was probably kept clean fairly often and made it a lot easier for him to make plays. Right. Absolutely. Uh, but I'm going to agree with you. Give it a B. We'll see what happens. Um, but Elandon Roberts, this is the last one before we take our break. Uh, real quickly, Jeremy, he's probably not going to play a bunch of snaps, but definitely a guy who's going to get probably on a lot of third downs, maybe as an additional blitzer coming in on some stunts. Maybe they yeah. even rotate him in on the edge. I mean, he's just kind of a utility guy you can use. Maybe Brian Flores put in a good word for him uh, when he was here. Uh, what do you give the grade for Elandon Roberts? Four, four and a half sacks, I think, last year for, yeah. for the Dolphins. So uh, in blitz packages, he's a... He's a real monster. He's a terror yeah. there. And uh, he's just a downhill thumper, you know? And uh, like you said, on some twists and stunts, I think that he's going to he's gonna work well with some of the schematics that the Steelers like to do. I agree with you. He's not going to be on the field every down. Um, he feels to me like a role player in this defense as opposed to um, here's your buck, here's your Mac, and let's, let's ride. Um, he doesn't feel like the buck to uh Holcomb's Mac, if you will. You know Holcomb's so, not really a Mac. <laughs> no. And he's not he's not a buck either. He's a tweener. <laughs> yeah. So that's why he played the mic. <laughs> right. Four three. There you go. Yeah. So schematically, I think the Steelers, you know, they're they're like already 80% package defense. Uh I think that goes up again this year with some of these more defined role players or guys that have specific um, job descriptions that they excel at. And if you ask them to go too far outside of that, it's going to be a little bit more of an issue. So we'll see the Steelers um, adjust their their systems a little bit to, to work with these guys. Absolutely. I'm going to give it a – I'll give it a B overall because it wasn't a huge contract. I feel like it was fair value for a guy who's going to be, right. again, another utility piece in this defense. If he can provide some value and keep those linebackers fresh – it will be a good signing in the long yeah. run. So I'll give it a B. Um, I don't solid. think I – oh, go ahead. No, I don't think you gave your grade. Yeah, I don't think yeah. you gave us your grade. I didn't give the letter grade. I'll, I'll say C+. And the reason I don't go um, t into the Bs is just because I think he's 
he's kind of because he is a role player and not necessarily they they didn't go out and sign a second linebacker that will play every down. So it's not like you've got Lawrence Timmons and um, whatever free agent or rookie that they had brought in at at any given time playing next to him. It's going to be a rotation of these guys. They're role players. Right. Absolutely. But we're going to take a break because when we come back, we're going to finish talking about these prospects, giving them grades and discussing how this affects the Steelers' plans in the 2023 NFL Draft. Don't go anywhere. The Steelers' fix. We'll be back right after this. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And welcome back to the second half of the Steelers Fix. Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts back with you talking Steelers free agency, grading the acquisitions of the Pittsburgh Steelers, at least the ones that have happened as of March 19th. So, Jeremy, <laughs> we got three left. We got three Let's big ones. These are three the ones that are going to yeah. excite fans the most. Two really big ones. Two really big ones, at least in terms of names and, and size, come from the <laughs> offensive line as well. Yeah. So, I don't, I'm, we're not going to go in the order that's listed because I think we want to debate one of these specifically. So let's get to the offensive linemen. Cause I think Jeremy, you and I both agree that these overall are both good moves. Yeah. absolutely. uh, Not as well known of a guy, but a mauler, not the most athletic guy in the world. Um, But he's um, been around for several years now. Um, I remember watching some of his tape in college. Uh, He, I mean, he is just a mauler, you know, he's not the most technically sound guy, but he just goes out and plays backyard brawl ball. Yeah. And you know, that that's his, that's his style of play, but that's what the Steelers want to do up front. They want a a little bit more nasty on the inside. And honestly, that's what the Steelers need. Something that Kevin Dotson has shown at times, but at other times has shown a little bit of lethargy. So uh, this is at the very least is going to push Kevin Dotson to try his hardest considering the Steelers could cut him and save about $2.7 million. Uh, So Mm. what do you think of the Nate Herbig signing? It's a B plus and B stands for, B or B plus stands for big plus. This dude is a big dude. And uh, you're right. He's not going to finesse you. Um, but if you line up over top of him, he's going to beat you because he's bigger than you and he is stronger than you. And he uh, is nastier than you. That's just how he plays. And, um, you know, you saw his interviews, nice 
nice guy, very uh, jovial kind of guy. But when he gets on the football field, he's going to push you around. And you're right. This what we're seeing as far as the Steelers moves to the offensive side of the ball. And it really, it's just been the two, um, you know, the two guys here on the, along the offensive line. And, but what does it tell you? It's like, we're building this offense to bruise you. And um, I'm hoping to run the ball down your throat and then use play action off of that with Kenny Pickett and these receivers to just make you pay down the field. Um, And so, I think, it, you, you know, you you can't compare Kenny Pickett to Ben Roethlisberger, and I'm, I'm not trying to get on a quarterback trail here when we're talking about these these uh, linemen. But um, but if you look at what worked for Ben early on, when um, when the team was young still, but they had you know some of those vets on defense that you you know you're relying on your defense and then hoping that you're sparky offense can get stuff done for you while you pound on the ground and then maybe take some shots deep. That's kind of how it feels like they're building this, this team up here. You've got a guy in George Pickens who can win any ball down the field that you want to throw to him. Right. You've got some guys like Deontay Johnson, Steven Sims, who can work you underneath um, and Pat Fryermuth, obviously that can work you underneath and up the seams. And how do you work those, those, that group of talent best it's with play action. And how do you, do play action best is if you can absolutely pound the rock down people's throats with one of the biggest backs in the league in Najee Harris supplemented by one of the most ferocious backs in the league in Jalen Warren and maybe an offensive line that's just not going to take no for an answer when it comes to pushing people around so I love the Herbig signing for that reason don't know if he's going to end up starting necessarily along this offensive line but as a sixth guy along the offensive line, swing guard, if you will. Um, awesome, awesome addition for the Steelers. Absolutely. I'm going to give this a – I hate copying you again, but I'm going to have to go with B+. Plus. You know, it's I, just, I, It just feels right, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It, it, yeah. It's like if I'm a B, am I being too harsh since it's not a big signing? So, you know, I, th- I think there's, you know, minimal minimal expectations based upon the money that he signed for. Now that the Steelers brought in somebody else to be the starter, now he yeah. is that third guard, and the Steelers need to add depth along this offensive line. It was getting really thin. I think J.C. Hasnauer is yeah. looking at potentially not returning um, due to the. He's signing. had his time in the in the Steelers' sun, if you will, as a backup. Right, it's time to get somebody else in there. Either that, or I mean, I mean, he has shown improvement, whereas Kevin Dotson has shown regression. Maybe the Steelers do save that money and just cut Kevin Dotson. It would make sense. Yeah. It would open up a little bit more room for the Steelers to do it. Maybe the Steelers keep all five and just have really good inside depth. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But, you know, I mean, there's good depth in the draft as well, not in terms of over the overall draft. But, you know, there's some guys that are going to drop on the interior of the offensive line that you can get in the middle rounds. Um, yeah. But it doesn't look like the Steelers are going to be addressing there. Uh, Isaac Samalo, though. Yeah. This is going to get fans excited. The Isaac hair, Samalo. the yeah. tenacity, the fight. And the pass protection skills. This guy's a good pass protector, too. One of the best, yeah. Yeah. And you're talking to a guy, I mean, I can't help but think that the Steelers finally moved James Daniels back to left guard where he's more where he's used to play in Chicago and moves mm. something and just keeps Samalo at right guard. I don't know why they didn't do that last year with Dotson, since that's sure. where he played in college. But regardless of which position he plays, I've got to give this one an A. I don't know about you. I hundred percent it's this is an A. Um you know, this is the guy I didn't think they could get along the the 
the interior of the offensive line. So I'm ecstatic. Um, you know, when you go through the free agency list each year, you're like, uh, probably not that guy. He's he's too big a name. Somebody will pay him too much. You know, probably not that guy. He was one of those guys for me. It's like, um, you know, just didn't quite fit the type of um, acquisition that the Steelers make in, in the offseason. But, man, alive am I, am I glad to have him here. You talk about his pass pro. Um, in 2022, I think he was like a top five pass protector at, at offensive guard. There were some injury issues in previous years, but he played every game last year. And uh, so you hope that that kind of can can continue into 2023 for the Steelers. Um, but we already talked about Herbig. If not, you've got some depth pieces now in there that you feel comfortable with coming in the game and still being able to do what you want to do on offense. So um, the fact that Samalo is, is in town in Pittsburgh to me, he's a starting guard right away. Uh, so Dotson's out. Whatever they do there, uh, Dotson's out of the starting position at the very least is is what my thought process is here. And then it can only help Dan Moore Jr. and Chooks Okorafor on the outside. And then you might have – they might not be the most athletic group of guys on the interior. Those three guys, Mason Cole, say Mason Cole um, – James Daniels and and Isaac Samalo are your interior guys. That's that's one of the most solid three guys on the interior in the yep. in the National Football League. They know how and to play ball. They do. They do. They're not going to lose be, because of technical issues. Um, they're they're going to be sound and they're going to push people around. And so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe we'll talk about this a little more. The Steelers might address center at some point in the draft. But I don't think guard is on the table anymore. They've nope. got they've got that storeroom filled up. Love this signing. Absolutely love. You know, like you said, Daniels out of those three is really the only guy who has you know good athleticism from top yeah. to bottom. But playing next to him, there's no excuses for Dan Moore anymore. If he comes back, the Steelers don't address tackle in the draft. There's no excuses for Dan Moore anymore. Either way, he's going to be playing next to a Pro Bowl caliber guard, no matter which one pl- lines up next to him. Right. This is his time to shine. If the Steelers want to consider making, you know, the swap, I don't see them doing it, you know, moving more to right tackle and right. Chukes to the left. But that's the only other logical thing to do at that point because Chukes has proven that he can pass protect. So I'd be excited to see him yeah. try on the left side. Maybe that opens the door for a Darnell right yeah. in the first round if the top three tackles that are specifically known for playing on the left side are gone. Yeah. You know, one thing that we didn't really address with these signings is what it means for Kenny Pickett because – you saw a guy who got hurt a couple times last year and you want to protect that investment. And the fact that you've got Samalo who is such a big dude, you think he's like just this run, uh, run push guard, you know, but that's not who he is. He, he can get back there and pass block and he's not going to let anybody hit his quarterback. So I, I think that you're, you're really building around Kenny Pickett kind of in a, a roundabout way, but it's the right way to do it especially when you're talking about the type of weapons that he has as well. So um, this is this, these are great moves for Kenny Pickett as well. Absolutely. Let's get to the one that we actually have to discuss. Yeah, let's do it. Patrick Peterson. Yeah. I don't think any Steelers fan was looking at the, free, the available free agents and saying, oh, yeah, that's a guy I could see the Steelers targeting. Regardless of whether you love Patrick Peterson or you hate Patrick Peterson, the Steelers are not the type of team to go out and bring in a guy in the free agent. The only other time where a move like this has happened 
was Joe Hayden. Yeah, but is, I mean, and he was five years younger. I will Four say years though, younger, I think. And this is where the debate's going to start. It, he is not the same athlete he once was necessarily. He doesn't yeah. have the same four three four speed that he had when he entered the league. But I wouldn't say that he's any less athletic than Cameron Sutton was. Cameron Sutton sure. was a mid four fives guy coming out of college. Right. So, you know, it, athleticism was never his calling card anyways. Now, Peterson has transitioned to more eyes on defense, but that has, I mean, he's he was one of the ones who made that seamless transition in Arizona and then on to Minnesota where he, it didn't take time for him to transition to the game because he was so, he's always had the smarts aspect of it. Right. He was able to transition to it very quickly. And he's like, I almost like this better because now, like, I was, I was good in coverage, but I could never make the plays on the ball I wanted to because my mm. back was always turned, you know? So, you know, he's, so I, I don't know what type of coverage the Steelers are going to play. The Steelers played a lot of off man last year, um, which is kind of, a mixture of the two um yeah. in some ways if you ask me the spacing more closer to zone but you have still the concepts of man but it it's gonna allow for peterson to be able to break on balls on in cutting routes uh i do think that he is the perfect guy you want to develop a young guy because he knows the smarts and he also knows both aspects of it he even if he let's say you know he totally falls off a cliff this year and he is just totally not the same athlete he is he knows how to it's not like he's always been this zone guy he was a good press man corner of this league for a long time so he can whether it's joey porter jr deontay banks keely ringo oh i hope not um (laughs) (laughs) it's happening man it's gonna happen if that happens that's gonna be a problem but we'll discuss that in another (laughs) show i think what what i wanted to talk about right now is the fact that peterson it is so good technically from a technical standpoint, feistiness at the line, using his hands, getting leverage at the line, forcing receivers to the outside, bumping them off the route. All these things that a savvy veteran could do that's been around the game for 10 years plus in the NFL. And this is what Peterson is. And let's not forget, he had 15 stinking pass breakups last year. That's yeah. still pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty he had five good. interceptions. So yeah, I, it's, yeah. it's, he's not going to be, is he going to be a top five corner in the NFL? Not at all. But do I think he's going to be better than any corner the Steelers had in the roster last year? Yes, I do. I believe he is going Ooh. to be that. Uh, and I, that's not a knock against Cameron Sutton, but quite frankly, he I think he the reason he looked so good was because of how bad the other Steelers corners looked. And he was the only formidable one until the end of the year when Levi Wallace started <laughs> to pick it up a little bit. And that's another debate we have to get into another time. You know, who's going to move into the slot? I, that's probably a debate we'll have to have after yeah. the draft once we know who the Steelers actually pick. But uh, you are not in agreement with me. I'm giving this one yeah. an A minus only Ooh. because only A minus is Hi. only because it was uh it, it is a little bit risky to sign a you know a free agent of that age for that much. But yeah. at the end of the day, you can't sign everyone that's under thirty. You got to have some older vets that have been around the locker room. So I'm giving it an A minus. Yeah. You do not agree. All right. All right. Yeah, I don't agree with the A minus, but I may be a little too low on it. After your very convincing argument there, Andrew Wilbar, uh, well done. Um, but let me tell you what my gut said when when I saw the move happen. Okay, so I had three, kind of three issues with it right off the bat. the The first one to me, obviously, is scheme fit. Um, Cam Sutton was such a versatile piece in the secondary that you didn't lock yourself into any one specific style with him on the field. You know, he can bounce around from inside to outside. If he needed to, he can, um, he can bump and run and play press. He can, he can play zone. 
Patrick Peterson to me is a guy, and maybe it's just watching his Minnesota tape last year, but to me, he he is a zone guy, and that's almost strictly what he is. Now, I'm not going to say that his athleticism has fallen off a cliff. He looked good last year in that role, but it was such a, a defined role for him there. You almost are like, he's kind of like a safety playing corner at this point um, where he's just watching the ball, watching the quarterback. He's so smart that he knows what's going to happen before it happens. That's all great stuff. I love it. But, uh, you know, you're you're locking yourself into something here with Patrick Peterson from a schematic standpoint, in my opinion. And uh, I'd love to get like KT Smith's opinion on this, Jeffrey Benedict's, uh, you know, position on this, just because they they study the schematics a little bit more than than you and I do, uh, and you know, just kind of see how what they think the fit is, um, more or less. So, but that was my first big issue. Number two issue is the age. Um, you know, like like you were saying, he's not like it's not like he's falling off a cliff from a from a physicality standpoint, but there's always that possibility now. Right. And if you're relying on him as your number one quarterback with Levi Wallace and Akella Witherspoon, is he going to stay on the team waiting in the wings as your number one, while you bring up a, a rookie, you almost have to draft a rookie quarterback with one of your first two picks now, just to, just to show that you have a, a plan in place <laughs> because the plan cannot be Patrick Peterson Levi Wallace and Arthur Millette as your three top guys going into 2023. And you hope that that happens all year and be successful. So it's a tough lock-in for me if you're going to go that route. And then the third, the third issue I had with it was it just felt like, Oh no, we lost Cam Sutton. Let's see what we can get. Oh, here's a name that we've talked about before. Uh, Maybe he'll, because he's a veteran, he can come in and be kind of our, our role model for these guys. Uh, let's do it quick before somebody else snatches him. That's kind of how it felt to me. Uh, I don't know if that felt the same to you or not. But so with all that being said, I love the player, right? He's got had a great career. I think he is the perfect mentor for a young quarterback. So those are areas I love. This is not an F grade, all right? I would say C is average, right? I'm if I'm going to give a, a a grade to somebody and it doesn't really move the needle for me either direction, I give it a C. All right, I'm going to give this signing a D plus. Woo! A D plus because I just think some of the concerns are strong enough to where I don't feel superbly comfortable with him as my CB one going into 2023, and therefore I think the Steelers have downgraded a little bit at the position so far in free agency. See, I think if we're going just off 2022, I would still take a 2022 Patrick Peterson over 2022 Cameron Sutton. Plus I wouldn't do that in the, in the scheme, the Steelers play though. The thing is though, Sutton was primarily his own guy too. He played a little bit more man last year, but he's still like his strength is still zone, just yeah. like it is Peterson's. He's never been, you know, a straight, you know, like a bump and run guy. He doesn't he doesn't have the size and he just isn't quite physical enough for that. But yeah. I I think for me, the biggest thing that makes this a safe signing, even though it seems like a lot of money, is that he's gonna be such a great locker room presence for a guy yeah. who's been there. When you got you're gonna have a rookie corner, you're gonna have I mean, 
at this rate, you could have a rookie safety. The Steelers don't bring in Terrell Edmonds, but I, I'm certainly hoping the Steelers do. But you have a lot of changing pieces in a in the locker room this year, especially on defense. That we've already seen a lot of new faces come in. I feel like Peterson, just with his experiences, both Arizona and Minnesota, and just the places that he's been, he's been under a lot of different regimes. There's been a lot of turnover. I think he's going to do a good job in helping. He's going to be that guy who maintains the continuity within the locker room without even being here before to know what the continuity is like just because he's been there. And he's a guy that likes to crack it up in the locker room. He's a funny dude when you listen to him. So I think the fans are going to love him. The teammates are going to just fall in love with him very quickly. That's why I love it. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Let me ask you a question. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Can, Can he keep up with these AFC quarterbacks and their weapons over a 17 game schedule. That's a real concern for me. You've got Jamar Chase and T Higgins twice a year. You've got Amari Cooper in in Cleveland, not much in Baltimore to worry about at this point, but maybe they make a play for a D hop or something like that. Um, you've got the big guns because the Steelers, let's be honest, they're going for a division title in 2023. That's just going to be their mindset. And in, in the case that that happens, they're in the playoffs can they handle a Kansas city chiefs and a Patrick Mahomes? And, and these guys can Patrick Peterson do that for 17 games as your quarterback one. Cause he's going to be that in 2023 and you better hope he can. I just don't know if he can do it. The only name that scares me on there is Jamar chase. He's the only one that would really scare me. And hopefully, I mean, I, I think in the perfect scenario for the Steelers is that Peterson is kind of the one a or the one B to a rookie corner by the end of the year, maybe not the beginning of the year. That. Obviously he's yeah. going to be the number one guy halfway through the year, but if the Joey Porter jr, let's say he's the pick at 17, he just clicks in this team. And, you know, I'm not saying he's like the level of a sauce gardener this past year, but a guy who has proven that, you know, he's ready to start and he's ready to be a difference maker. Yeah. And he can be, start working his way into that CB one role. You know, I think you may see him getting some of the tougher assignments as opposed yeah. to Peterson as the year goes on. But, you know, again, only time will tell. We'll see. But the biggest thing, Jeremy, I know we're running out of time, but real quickly, how does this affect the draft? The Steelers, when you look at, I mean, the Steelers gained two linebackers, but we lost yeah. three. So right. that's still a position you have to address. Corner, you brought one in, but you lost one. And right. you could very easily lose a second one if you wanted to save $4 million and just cut a Kello, who wasn't even available for you most of last year. And you so, got to get that youth in there. You, yeah. you have and, to at this and point. Are we, are we in a world where if something happens to Demonte KZ, we're still playing Arthur Mollette in the slot? Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, 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 that may be a position you double dip at, or you bring in, if the market just completely crashes at corner, Sean Murphy bunting, which for some reason yeah. is still not signed. Um, defensive line. You Tyson Alalu is not going to return as far as I can tell. And, you know, maybe Montrevious Adams comes back, but you don't want him starting. Right. And, you know, edge depth, maybe Dupree comes back. But the Steelers have a lot of needs still on the defensive side of the ball. And we haven't even talked about offense. Obviously, we want tackle. You know, the Steelers only have, I mean, Connor Hayward is listed as a tight end, but Derek Watt's not signed yet. That may indicate that Connor Hayward moves to fullback, which is what I would do. Then you only have one tight end. You got to draft at least one. Then... Uh, you're talking about wide receiver depth. We right. haven't even touched on that at all. Yeah. And there's reports. The Steelers like Jordan Addison. He's the type of receiver they would go after. There's so many <laughs> different things, Jeremy. What does this say about the Steelers and their potential plans in the draft? I think they're, they're basically out on offensive line outside of maybe like we talked about, they might draft a center to kind of groom behind Mason Cole. Um, 
but offensive tackle, I think if they're going to pick one, it's late in the draft and it's a developmental guy at this point. And they'll, um, if Dan Moore Jr. doesn't work out this year, then they'll take their lumps and they'll draft one high next year. Um, so uh, I think that you're really focusing on the defensive side of the ball with those first three picks. I think it's going to go some order of cornerback, defensive line, linebacker with your first three picks. So your first and your two second round picks, that's that's kind of how it feels. The only thing that I think could could sway them in that regard is Jordan if Addison. one of these wide receivers falls to 32, maybe uh, Jordan Addison or Jackson Smith and Jigba, something like that. There's that no happens. way he's falling to 32. I yeah, see. there's not. But I wouldn't. Zay Flowers kind of yeah. – uh, Maybe I don't know. I feel if like if the Steelers fit. go receiver, it's going to be Addison only because they would never hear the end of it from all the locals if they don't take him. If they take right. another receiver instead of Addison, that fourth round pick to me is a sweet spot for like wide receiver. You get one Bryce of those. Ford. Yes, Bryce Ford Wheaton, Parker Washington out of Penn State, maybe. Um, you know, Matt Landers out of Arkansas, something along those lines. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So I think you know it's pretty straightforward. Uh, you're those three defensive positions are the big issue and they need to be addressed. I have a question for you based on all that. Cause you, you're not in along with me. So it sounds like you agree kind of on those positions. Uh, if, if the Steelers go offense with a skill position, is it more likely wide receiver tight end or running back? Cause I could see maybe a running back potentially slipping in there. If one falls with like a, like a speed side to him, you know, like a, Ty J Spears or something like that in the fourth round. What do you think? I wouldn't be opposed to that. I mean, I love talking to Ty J Spears. I've got a, I have to upload that clip um, to yeah. YouTuber. I don't know. I think I already did. So go and check it out. So he was, he was asked the question, you know, which teams have you met with formally? You know, I had just walked over here at this point and there were some reporters that had left. He's like, well, I was going to tell that other dude, but he left. So <laughs> and he goes and he's like trying to think of them. And he goes through all these teams. And he's like, there's, there's one more. There's one more. I can't think of that other one. And he's just like sitting there for a minute trying to think of it so hard. Oh, man. And he's like, I don't know, man. I, I think it, I tried. I tried. And then he looks over at me. He's like, it, it's not the Steelers, though, because I was wearing my Steelers jacket <laughs> in there with a shirt and tie underneath. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm kind of laughing. So I was asking him, you know, about, you know, what his favorite memory was. It didn't he, he said when they, you know, stormed the field when they won their conference championship. Yeah. Um, but then after that, I had to ask, who's the funniest guy in the locker room? He's like, funniest guy? I'm like, outside of you, of course. Like, you think I'm funny, bruh? I mean, I, I mean, the media was dying <laughs> laughing. I mean, he, he was the funnest guy to talk to. Nice. I love Ty J Spears. I, I literally get, I'll give him, I'll give him like a whole round grade, higher grade, just for that interview. Just he's gonna be interview. so good in the locker room. Yeah, for I mean, sure. He's he's that kind of Tony Pollard type running back. Yeah, no, he go. he gives me some Tony Pollard vibes. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to that. I wouldn't be opposed to tight end either. Having two tight yeah, ends. I mean, if the top receivers are gone. And I mean, honestly, even if Addison is there, because I don't think either you or I are quite as high on him as some other people are, you know, what if what if Sam Laporta is there at 49? Wouldn't you rather have Laporta yeah. at 49 than Addison at 32? I would. Yeah. So I'd I, most I, definitely rather have Laporta at 49 than Addison at 17 if all your corners oh. are off the board. Don't do that to us, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Worst draft scenario, Jordan Addison at 17, Keely Ringo at 32. Oh, man, you died. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's going to give me nightmares tonight now that I just saw that. <laughs> but I, I, I think it's most likely they still go wide receiver because, just because yeah. there is a significant lack of depth. And the Steelers are showing a lot of interest in these wide receivers. I think the thing that throws everything off on the offense was that the Steelers showed interest in Orlando Brown. It's yeah, like, weird. wait a minute. That, I thought happened? the Steelers were content with their starting five offensive line. Maybe they are. And they were just testing to see, you know, yeah. what would it Maybe they are. And they were like, oh, wow. He's not getting very big offers right now. Let's see right. what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good move by, you know, the front office. But ultimately, if those top three tackles aren't there, I don't think it happens um, there. And I'm not a fan of most of the day two tackles, to be perfectly yeah, honest. I, I think the only scenario that could be different is Darnell Wright, who another great combine interview. He, We mentioned him, I yes. believe, last week. We talked about him, so I'm not going to mention him again. But maybe he's a guy you leave on the right side who can start from day one, and then you move Chooks to the left side. Uh, he that's where he played in college. He's a good pass yeah. protector. It would make logical sense to move him there. And fans have said it for years, but for some reason, the Steelers haven't wanted to do that, but maybe this is the year that happens. But ultimately I think you're right with the, you know, going defense heavy. There's too many needs on the defense. Right. Um, I think you'll see one of those first three picks on offense just because the Steelers typically leave it balanced. But I think you're going to see three of the first four picks on defense. Like you said, defensive line's a sure thing. Corner is a sure thing. Yeah. And probably I would think linebacker, unless the Steelers decided to bring like Miles Jack back on a fixed deal or something like that. Yeah. We got to deep dive these linebackers sometime soon because it's a big topic of conversation. Yes. Um, among Steelers fans. And I think it's a, an eclectic group of guys, like a polarizing group of guys. Yeah. Um, to me, cause I don't see any real stars, but there's some guys that have star potential down the road. Uh, and then there's like a, a wall that you hit after like the top six or seven guys. And it's like, uh, if, if they're not there, if, if one of these guys isn't there, uh, yeah. we're done. <laughs> so, well, I'll find our one sleeper we like in the class and, uh, they'll be there in the fifth round. We'll be like, why aren't the Steelers drafting them? But ultimately, yeah, yeah the class is absolutely good well serious fans that's going to bring our fun pretty much to a close but before we go jeremy what do you have coming up on behind the steel curtain.com this week i've got my top five coming out uh it may have come out already by the time you you hear this as well so check that out my top five players by position um as soon as we're done wrapping recording i'm going to finish that up and then uh andrew i think you and i are gonna do an article about this as well um, you know, grading our, our selections or our, not our selections, our acquisitions. Great. So yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. And keep an eye out for the big board. We got more coming. Uh, there was a little bit of holdup that was on my end this time, um, on the interior offensive line. So that's going to be coming out this week, potentially getting out edge rusher as well. We still got a lot to do on that. Cause it's such a deep class of edge rushers that we'll get into, um, next week as of right now, no promises, but as of right now, we do have a couple of interviews lined up. So we're looking very forward to that. So make sure you check out next week's show. You are going to enjoy that couple of draft prospects, both of which I believe Jeremy are wide receivers. I'll have to double check that. Um, or no, I b- believe we have a, we either have two receivers or we have a receiver tight end, but two bass catchers nonetheless. So we'll be looking forward to having them on for next week's show. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, keep an eye out for a mock draft later this week. Uh, it might happen. Just kind of waiting for the free agency to die down. So I know what teams need um moving forward but that's going to do it all for today thank you so much for watching we will see you next time on the Steelers fix step
step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.